It's now time for Remember When with Uncle John. John Guess, Washita County's resident storyteller and local historian. Sit back now and enjoy a walk down memory lane as John recalls the days of yesteryear in his own unique way. You never know, some of it might even be true. So here's Uncle John, along with his trusty sidekick, Kelly Blair. Back on Remember When with Uncle John. Well, we are starting a brand new week here. Monday all over again seems to come back around every seven days or so. Uh, But, John, you said you wanted to talk about that uh, hopefully the vast majority of us all go through. Hopefully about 95.3%, 97.1% of us all experience Graduation. Graduation. Just about everybody's got a graduation. I graduated May the 23rd, 1978. Oh, wow. Okay. It's one of those indelible dates that you never forget. There you go. Okay. I, uh, my, my, my kinfolks, uh, J.C. Jesse Wood had a sawmill up by my house, you know. Right. And I had worked for him the previous summer and uh, had worked for him sporadically off and on during the winter, you know, uh, cleaning up on the weekends, doing whatever, you know, make a little money. And between the summer that I worked there and my graduation, they, they had built a big, nice green chain. That means that the lumber rolls off the saw, you know, onto this green chain, and you stack it, and the stack it goes, you know. There you go. So they had a big, nice covered green chain, you know, with a couple of fans on the end of it. So uh, May 23rd, 1978. Uh, I think there was 18 of us at Chester graduated, you know. We get out there. And, and, uh, you know, gym, it's hot, you know. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Getting Graduations old, are always hot. Get in the gym, you know. And uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Willard Robinson, better known as Mr. Lump Robinson, uh, had a liquor store before you get to Bragg Lake. Uh, his house kind of sets up on that hill, you know, uh, past the Monument Curve, and there's a, a block building right there next to it. Yep. That's where Mr. Lump lived, and he had the liquor store. And he was the uh, president of the school board. Okay. So... They call my name, Mr. Lump. You know, he hands me my diploma, and we pause, you know, for my brother and my aunt and him to take pictures, you know, and he shakes my hand and gives me the diploma. You know, uh, graduation's over. We're all out mingling in the parking lot, you know, and uh, a bunch of my friends were there, naturally. I had some Fairview friends that was there and, and you know, come to see it, my, some of my kinfolks. And uh, he hands me my diploma right in the parking lot, you know. I send Mama home and my brother home. And uh, I go down to Lump's liquor store, and he sells me a case of beer. There you go. You know? <laughs> and uh, we proceeded to uh, partay. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. That I was 18, just turned 18. I got home at 3.30. Oh, wow. 3.30. I won't never forget it, but I don't remember it. <laughs> I got home at 3.30, and uh, I went to bed, and Mama got me up at 6.30 because I had to be up there on that green chain at 7. Oh, wow. And... Uh, Every time I think of a graduation, I think about the day after graduation. Yep. And the and all the questions. Why? Why did I do that? Yep. Absolutely, and no doubt about it. Well, like we said, that is kind of a rite of passage. Most people, you know, all remember when they got a driver's license. Most people remember twenty-first birthdays or sixteen birthdays or something like that. Just about everybody gets graduation. Now, there's nothing perfect. You know, some people don't don't actually get to walk that aisle, but uh, the vast majority of us do. Uh, a bunch of us, uh, some of the ones I graduated with, some of my friends, uh, we went, went out to the lake for a little while. And uh, and then we uh, 
there used to be a, a club right before you get to the Lester Road there in, on Highway 24 up to the left called Sonny Gossett's Club 24. Oh, Club the 24. The sign's gone now. The, the building's gone. Sonny Gossett's Club 24. We ended up down there and stayed till probably 1 o'clock in the morning and then proceeded to do other things until I decided to go home at 3.30 and was up at 6.30 washing my face and trying to collect my thoughts to go stack lumber in the real world. A freshly graduated high school senior about to embark on, on, on financial uh, uh, independence. Absolutely. And now you're wondering, well, hey, maybe school didn't seem quite so bad sometimes. <laughs> I, nobody ever loved school any more than I did. Really? I hated it when it was over because it was a racket. I had a racket going the whole time, you know. A uh, lot of stories there, you know. Uh, great stories, but I'm probably the only one in history that ever hated to graduate. There's a bunch of people who will never admit it. They'll go to their grave never saying otherwise. But yeah, they, they graduated and got off into the real world and they thought, what was I in such a big hurry for? Well, I knew what the real world was, but I just didn't want to leave. There you go. Absolutely. Hey, that's going to wrap up Remember When with Uncle John here for today. But we'll be right back here tomorrow ready to do it all over again. See you then, Johnny. And congratulations to all the seniors of 2021. Back on Remember When with Uncle John. Well, here we are. Done survived a Monday rolling through a Tuesday. And it's about time to go out and start getting into some of the summertime activities, John. You know, uh, Pam was talking to me the other day. You know, it's about time to go fishing. Absolutely. Uh, when we about got, time. Some people have already been. <laughs> when we uh, when we bought our hunting license uh, back in, you know, before deer season, right. we got our fishing license with them. Absolutely. And, and Pam's asked me uh, seven times, uh, when does our fishing license expire? <laughs> Where are they at? You know? I, say, I say, baby, you know, we bought them with our hunting license. They don't expire till this fall. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, you know, I, I like to fish. I mean, I don't want to make it a job. Right. A lot of people make it a job. You know, a lot of people make a lot of fun things out of a job. I yeah. think that's the key. Don't make it a job. You know, I grew up, never had a boat in my life, you know. I grew up walking the, the creeks there around the house and going yep. down to the Little Missouri River and yep. fishing off the Rye Ford Bridge with yep. a cane pole, you know. My grandmother could catch as many fish as anybody else with a cane pole. Yep. Didn't have to have no fancy rod and reel. But I saw on Facebook last week where a young man named Stephen Tyson Jr., caught a massive 10-pound bass out of White Oak Lake. Oh, look out. I bet T uh, Stephen Tyson Sr. was proud of that one. Now, I'm, I'm not about what you would call a bass fisherman. I, You know, it's like turkey hunting. It takes too much concentration. Right. But anyway, uh, you know, I've lived in Chittister, around Chittister all my life. And technically, I've never been fishing in White Oak Lake. Really? You know, I mean, I have took my kids. and How does that happen? I've took my kids and fished from the bank, you know, and things like that, and I've actually been with my brother in a boat when he fished, but I've just never fished White Oak Lake. You never actually dropped a hook the whole time, huh? Never have. Uh, Mr. Jack Starnes was the game warden up there when we were kids, and uh, I was in my early 20s when he retired, and we decided after he retired we needed to have fishing license and hunting license, so world changed, you know. There you go. But I, I just never did I never did go over there and fish because i didn't have hunting i didn't have no fishing license and i thought you know well you go over there somebody might want to know oh yeah and we we fished like i said ponds there was a dozen ponds you know within a few miles of my house you could ride your bicycle too uh go down and sit on one of the many bridges in the river bottoms and catch you know a little perch and kentucky bass and stuff but uh my good friend ricky robertson whose uh, uh son is married to my oldest daughter 
Uh, now, he's a bass fisherman. He's lived on White Oak Lake for 50 years. Oh, yeah. Now, Scotty and Matt, they do yeah. some fishing. Now, Scotty they, and Matt, they, now, they're they, they're experts at it. I was thinking to say, now, they they serious fishermen. But now, Ricky, uh, Scotty's daddy, uh, has got, I, don't quote me on this, I want to say it's a 13-2 and then like a 13-6 or something on his wall. Two of them. Okay, wow. Two massive bass fish. You know? Damn. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it's like turkey hunting. I ain't got the patience or the or the uh, intestinal fortitude, I guess, as Bill Watts would say, I, to, to, to get into it. But Patience uh, is the thing I'm short on. I love fishing, but I like a cork out there, and when it goes under, snatch it out of the water. There you go. But I would love to have seen that fish. I mean, I saw the, I've seen the picture that Mr. Tyson caught, and it was a whopper bass, you know. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine catching a bass that big. My only fishing story, one of the only fishing stories I got in my whole life. You ever, you ever snagged a gar? Yes. Uh, man, I think thought that thing was fixing to take me skiing with it. I thought yeah. it was fo- fixing to pull me right off the bank of Spoon Landing and take me with it. Absolutely. But I managed to get him all the way up to the bank before he spit the hook out and swam away. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, like I said, I, I was raised up on them creeks up there and in them ponds, and you know, we'd, we'd. Uh, as I was saying yesterday, there's a sawmill up close to my house, and they had these uh, six by six stack bottoms like you'd stack lumber on. Yep. And if you saw, if there was some up there that wasn't no lumber on, you could turn them over and it'd be just covered up with worms. Yep. So we could go and in 20 minutes have a whole can full of worms. Oh, you know? yeah, there you go. And, and, you know, got the cane pole and the bicycle, and we're headed down the creek. You know, but, but fishing, you know, a lot of people make it too much work. Uh, you know, we got, Pam and I have got this barge, you know, it's a fishing barge. And I told her, I said, Sugar, we're going to go fishing, but we're not going to turn it into a job. There you go. So, now you know. Got to have fun with it. If congrats, it's not fun, it's not worth it. Congratulations, Mr. Tyson. That's a great fish. Man, I'm telling you, I'd have my picture taken with it. Till there is no telling how many people he's inspired to hit, hit the river or go fishing already. Absolutely. All right, that's going to wrap it up with Remember When with Uncle John, but we'll be right back here tomorrow on Wasseling Wednesday, one of our favorite days of the week. We'll see you then, John. See you tomorrow, Kelly. Back on Remember When with Uncle John. Well, here we are at one of my favorite days of the week. If it's Wednesday, if it's hump day, that means it is wrestling Wednesday. We got some wrestling to talk about, Johnny. Well, you know, we lost another wrestler a few days ago. Oh, yeah? Uh, New Jack, born Jerome Young 58 years ago. New Jack. Jerome Young. New Jack. Remember New Jack? Well, I, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't see a whole lot of New Jack. He was always wrestling for a company that I wasn't following a whole lot and everything. Of course, I heard of New Jack. I read all these magazines or keep up on the websites, and they'd say, man, there's violent, and then this guy takes violence to a whole new level. You know, his favorite saying was, I got a college education and a prison record. There you go. But he was the real deal when it come to violence. Yeah, he, he wasn't joking around. He was trained by Ray Candy. Remember Ray Candy? I do remember Ray Candy. Uh, and, you know, he was he was a, uh, a an extremely violent person. Yep. And an extremely vulgar person, yep. too, you know. Absolutely. But, I mean, they, they, they took it all... New, Especially in ECW, they took it to a new level. Well, I was fixing to say, quite honestly, New Jack, I don't think would have made it in any of the mainstream oh, no. wrestling promotions. No, it never. It had never. to be the extreme <clears throat> world, uh, you know, championship wrestling that he was on. It had to be one of these side shows, you know, where they're in the taverns, uh, places when and they're doing the tack matches and the yeah. bob wire and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> you know, he uh, <clears throat> he debuted in nineteen ninety two. And, and, you know, tried to uh, 
uh, tried to mix in, mingle in, and just couldn't do it. You know, and then later on, you know, he he, he kind of moved around to different promotions. But when he ended up at ECW, you know, he found his calling. And you know he was he was he had a, a tag team the gangsters. Yep. With uh, uh, Mustafa Saeed, remember? Right. And I'm telling you, they were scary guys. Man. Absolutely. They were scary guys, and uh, uh, you know they, they do all that uh, the the light bulb tubes and stuff and the bob wire. And, yep. And I mean, you know, uh, baseball bats wrapped in bob wire and stuff. When we say scary guys, we're not talking about Kafabe here. We're not no. talking about guys who got over like. Uh, you know, Abdul of the Butcher or King Kong Brody or something like that, where they made you think, oh, wow, that guy could probably beat me. No, 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 no. These guys left no doubt. They would leave you laying in a pool of your own blood. With whatever it took to do it. Absolutely. And, you know, of course, we were both – I was never really a big fan of his, but it's like I told you, too. There ain't a whole lot of things or a whole lot of people I'd be scared of, but I'd been scared of him. Yeah, I Because don't... he was so unpredictable and yes. you just didn't know. Well, and I don't think I would have been able to work with him if I if I was in the profession. I would think I would have been like, nope, that's one I got to draw the line at right there because he has come back in interviews after his career was over and said, yeah, I was going to hurt the guy. I, I went into the match with the intent to injure him. Didn't like him, uh, you know, didn't which, care for him. I'm going to hurt him. Which all the real professionals will tell you is something they don't do. Never do. You no know, matter how much you don't like them. But, but I can tell you one thing, and, and, and not because Bruiser Brody is one of my favorites, but had he came along in a promotion where he had to face Bruiser Brody or Stan Hansen or Terry Gordy. Or the Road Warriors. Or the Road Warriors in their prime. He he would have been a he wouldn't have been so bold right now. You're right. Absolutely. You know I don't think they could have took anything. I don't think he could have brought anything to the table that they couldn't have took away from him. Absolutely. So you know he he he, he served a purpose. I guess he he uh, he did it his way like a lot of them. But now again, uh, we we talk about this in wrestling all the time. It's not what you do in the ring. It's can you talk them into the arena so they want to watch you. They want to watch you beat somebody up or they want to see somebody beat you up. New Jack could talk the talk, and, too. And he was one of those that could talk them into the seats now because when you listen to him, you just wanted to go see somebody bust his head open. Absolutely. And he had the gift of gab now. And to say it was believable is the understatement. Like we said, he wasn't living a gimmick. He was the gimmick. A lot of them couldn't talk, but he could talk. Absolutely. And, and, you know, he could, like I said, the crazy stuff, he could back it up. But, you know, at a different time and a different era, he had never hung in there with the Road Warriors in 1985 or Bruiser Brody in 1985 or Stan Hansen, you know, late 70s, early 80s. Oh, no question. He had never been able to do it, you know. It'd been, it had been – or, or uh, so many of those guys down in old Mid-South or yeah. Tri-State, you know, uh, probably Dick Murdoch or, uh, you know, Bill Watts, uh, any of those guys. Any of those real shooters, you know, would have really uh, – would really would have turned him inside out, you know. Yep, no question about it, because he wasn't the only one that felt like he could go out and show you how much of a tough guy he was. He passed away last week in North Carolina of a heart attack, 58 years old, you know, and it's a miracle he lived that long. <laughs> no doubt. Well, hey, you know, we can always look back, and one thing about New Jack, he was memorable. We're talking about him now. Absolutely. There you go. That's going to wrap up Remember When with Uncle John for today, but we'll be right back here tomorrow. Next best thing to a Friday, ready to do it all over again. See you then, John. See you tomorrow, Kelly. Back on Remember When with Uncle John. Well, we are rolling right along already at the next best thing to a Friday, but you say today is a pretty special day for a family member, John. 
my oldest daughter, which I always call my little girl. Yep. Uh, Cherica Carlene, she's on her way to work right now. She's a professor at UAMS. She is on the way to work and hopefully listening to Uncle John because today's her birthday, and I want to wish her a happy birthday. There you go. Uh, 25 never looks so good, right? That's absolutely right. <laughs> there you go. You know, she's 39 today, but I swear she don't look a day over 25. Hey, there you go. Absolutely. Uh, you know, of course, everybody knows that I'm not her biological daddy. Right. But she's my daughter, and you ain't going to convince me otherwise. Nope. I raised her. And I, I couldn't love, I don't love my own anymore than I love her. Uh, she is what I've always credited with probably turning my life around, much more so than her mother. I had never been around children. When my nephew was young, I was out, you know, on the road, you know, uh, in, in adventures and stuff. She was actually the first young child I was ever around. And, you know, she just melted my heart. There you go. And she still does. But she has been... A blessing in my life that I could not begin to measure. Uh, and, of course, it's like my brother says, you know, the older she gets, you look at her from 100 yards away, she looks like her mama. Yep. She's, she walks like her mama. She's got the, the mannerisms of her mama, which can't be bad. But uh, she's turned 39 today, uh, and I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I've spent most of those birthdays with her, and uh, I could not uh, – I could not – uh, mail order a better child a better daughter a better friend a better confidant uh, somebody that i can cry to or or if i'm mad at somebody i can go fuss at to pretend it's them you know and she understands and she is just a wonderful mother a wonderful wife a wonderful sister a wonderful daughter uh, she is just a uh, like i said all i can say is one of the greatest blessings i've ever known there you go. And you guys got a close-knit family. I've noticed that hanging around you guys a little bit. Everybody, you know, I think it's great that uh, Cherica and Charity both have married and uh, the brother-in-laws get along great, you know. Yes. Uh, everybody just blends in one big happy clan. And, man, I tell you what, it's admirable. Y'all did a great job. Cherica's husband, Scotty, his dad is uh, one of my lifelong best friends. I I've known his mother all my life. Uh, we grew up together. Uh, I remember when Scotty was born. He was born uh, just a few months after Cherica, but I was working offshore, and I remember being home and going to the uh, hospital and seeing him when he was brand new. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm so fortunate to have, have all my kids and all my son-in-laws. But uh, like I said, there's, there's a little bit of difference with her because I was in a, I was in a different, I was a different person uh, before I met her. And, I'd take her to the Sonic. This is back when you could stand up in the truck seat, you know. Oh, yeah. We'd go to the Sonic and, and uh, get her a wacky pack. Uh, yep. You know, she'd stand up in the seat, and I'm telling you, I'd get her an ice cream cone, and she'd get it all over me, and she just melted my heart. There you, know? you go. And I love her. Like I said, I couldn't love her anymore. There's no way I could love her anymore. But a happy birthday, little girl, and uh, I hope your day is great, and uh, I want you to know we all love you. Now, this is the one she's just going to stay on for a while, 39. She can yeah, do I'm that sure for the next will. four or five years, right? I'm sure she will. There you go. Hey, that's going to wrap up Remember uh, When with – oh, uh, yeah, you said you got somebody else you need to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're having a uh, – uh, the Chittister Baptist Church out at Chittister uh, is having a baked goods auction this Sunday night. Uh, the 23rd starts at 5 o'clock. Uh, they're going to have uh, uh, Cajun gumbo, Cajun oh, gravy. Nice. And uh, uh, Joe Wilson on TV sold it, sold it, sold it. Yep. He has got a place the other side of Tate's Bluff. He's got a, 
a farm down there that used to belong to the Van Lanninghams, and he is going to do the auction. Nice. Uh, sold it, sold it, sold it. It's going like to be baked goods. Uh, there's no telling what will be there, but the money is going to the uh, uh, the Chinister Baptist Church Youth Group for their summer camp. Oh, very cool. So I want everybody to come out 5 o'clock Sunday evening uh, at the Baptist Church there in the Fellowship Hall at Chittister. Uh Brother David Collins is the pastor. Uh, Paul Lampkin is the associate pastor, I believe. But uh, there's going to be plenty of good baked goods. Uh, going to have a good time, going to eat good, and, and just have a good fellowship and walk away with something delicious to eat. There you go. Hey, that's going to wrap it up with Remember When with Uncle John for today. But we'll be right back here tomorrow for Top Tune Friday. We'll see you then, John. See you tomorrow, Kelly. You've been listening to Remember When with Uncle John on Y95. This broadcast can be heard each weekday morning at 645 on South Arkansas's favorite station, Y95.